This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Thanks for staying tuned. It's 7.48 Thursday, the 9th of February, and you're listening to The Morning Run. Now, Parliament will reconvene next week on Monday for its first full sitting since GE15. Now, you may recall that last December, Parliament convened for just two days to pass a flurry of motions, including the appointment of the Speaker, the confidence vote on the Prime Minister, and the mini-budget to ensure the government continues running. The upcoming parliamentary sitting will run for 29 days and begin with the Royal Address by the Young Dipraton Agong. But it won't be business as usual for members of Parliament. Dewan Rakyat Speaker Dado Johari Abdul has put an ambitious reform agenda on the table and in an interview with Bernama, he signalled his intention to revive the Parliamentary Services Act and strengthen the select committees. Now, this sitting will also see the debut of the Prime Minister's Question Time, which will be held every Tuesday for an hour. So how far will these new measures go to cultivate a vibrant democratic environment in Parliament? For a preview of what to expect next week, we speak to Dr Wong Chin Huat, political scientist with Sunway University. Good morning, Chin Huat. Always good to speak to you. Now, before we go into deeper into the specific reforms being introduced in Parliament, what are your overall impressions of the proposal by the Speaker to enhance the parliamentary process? Do these go far enough? Good morning, Shoning, Philip and Jensen. Thanks for having me again. I think this is fantastic as a start, uh, but if possible, I would like to see two more things. One is for the parliament to extend its sitting times to over 100 days. And second, to reserve at least a quarter or one-sixth of its time for non-governmental businesses, meaning only for MPs from the opposition and the government batch. Uh, sorry, can I, ext- can I can you explain this one-quarter to one-sixth of time for non-government business. What does it mean, Jinwan? Give us some clarity here. Sure. Now we know that when the parliament uh, starts, sits in, is the government that decide the entire agenda uh, through the speaker. And in the past, we know that if you are from the opposition or even government that ventures, you have little say on the agenda. For example, uh, our law minister, when she was a government backbencher, she prepared a bill on recall, and that bill can never get in to be debated. So if we're going to set aside a ring fence a certain number of times, for example, parliament meet from Monday to Thursday, it will be reserved Wednesday afternoon and Thursday afternoon for private MPs, meaning opposition MP and government backbenchers, then these MPs can decide what they want to debate. They can debate about reports from the communities. They can uh, debate private member views and so on. Then the government would have, uh, the, 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 the agenda would not be dominated by government entirely. So this is important and it's possible if we're going to extend the time for the parliament. And Chinhuat, the Speaker wants every backbencher involved in parliamentary select committees. How are members of for these committee chosen? And do you foresee any pushback to this? The numbers of the committee membership will be decided by the selection committee, which is chaired by the Speaker himself and consists of government and opposition party leaders. And once they decide the number, and perhaps uh, the 
chairmanship, chairpersonship, then the M the parties with MPs will get to choose which committee they want to sit in. Uh, I in the past, the number of uh, parliamentary committees have been restricted on the ground of financial implication, meaning that you need to employ more people to support them. But the real reason is really to deny opposition MPs having a stage to check on the government. Now that uh, if Anwar Ibrahim is fully supportive of this idea as reported, and he wants a Madani parliament, then I would expect these things to go through without any uh, resistance. How many parliamentary select committees should be set up then? Should they be mirroring every ministry? Yes, every ministry should be, ministerial portfolio should be shadowed. Uh, but, but you can actually have, say, one committee to cover two ministries. What If we want to make sure that every private MP get to participate, then we should look at the number. We have 171 MPs who are not minister, deputy minister, or deputy speaker. We can then take out another 14 MPs uh, who would sit in the public, uh, public account committee. We are left with 157. If one parliamentary committee takes in nine MPs, we need 18 uh, select committees. So that's the number we are looking at. Okay, Chin Hua, at the same time, the Speaker wants to re-enact, reenact the Parliamentary Services Act that was repealed in 1992. Help us understand how this will strengthen Parliament and why is it seen important? The first thing is that this would give uh, Parliament, especially the Speaker Office, uh, administrative and financial autonomy. Second, we can expect with a better system uh the technocrats in the parliament or the, the uh, parliamentary service itself would become more professionalized. We can take in smart uh, people with, with expertise and so on. Third, uh, with that, we can extend uh, the functions of parliament. We can improve their research service. Uh, we can have an independent parliamentary budget office to provide assessment on policy proposal. Uh, we can have draftman's uh, service in the parliament and so on. Next week, we'll also see the debut of Prime Minister's Question Time. What's needed to make this an effective ac accountability mechanism for the government? How should MPs use this opportunity? Uh, once this is established, we will send a clear message that even the Prime Minister and, of course, his whole entire government are part of the parliament and not above it. Uh, so every week, the parliament has a chance to hold the prime minister accountable. This would, first of all, become a good show between the prime minister and the parliamentary opposition leader, uh, Hamza Zainuddin, and also any other ambitious MPs from the opposition bench or the government back bench. So this would, uh, over time, uh, people would reserve the most important questions to hold the prime minister accountable. You know, Chinua, just listening to you, it sounds like we are trying to fundamentally reshape and restructure the role of the MP. Yesterday, we had a conversation with Ong Kian Ming about funds allocated to drive execution at the constituency. It sounds like we want the MPs to spend more time together at Day One Rakyat, isn't it? That is a fundamental reshape of expectation of how we want MPs to allocate their time, isn't it, as opposed to always being on the ground? Yes, I think it would be important that we have MPs to spend more time on national politics rather than just constituency affairs. 
uh, in the past because the MPs are denied meaningful role and voters cannot see what difference they make. So in many constituencies, MPs are nothing but ATM machines in the human form. Uh, that's the reason why you see MPs like to jump from the opposition to the government side or even topple their own government so that they get rewarded to be uh, ministers and have more patronage to give to their constituency. Uh, so if, if we have this, then it'd be good. But for now, I think it's also important to make sure all MPs have equal access to constituency allocation so that there would not be some MP with an advantage over others in the competitions on patronage. Okay, um, Chinua, at the same time, the Speaker has also said that penalties for misconduct, including racist or sexist comments, will be increased. How far will this go to encourage decorum in the August House? Uh, this is overdue. It's a good move. But over time, what is most important is the public expectation. You know, we have to see that the reason for people like Bong Mokta to be happy to uh, <laughs> to utter all those unparliamentary expressions because that his, their constituents would not mind. What we need to do is to overall raise the standard and people look at MPs and say, this is what we need. And if you perform badly, you bring shame to your own constituency. And Chinhua, the Speaker has sparked controversy for appointing his son as an aide. Do you think this casts a shadow over his reform efforts? I think uh, the Speaker, who is uh, who was a three-term MP, knew very well what needs to be done. Uh, we have spoken to him. I have full confidence in that. I think uh, that his son has been his personal aide uh, for three terms. Uh, but he has not explained the issue well at the beginning. Uh, it, I, I believe that uh, this controversy uh, would be over and would not uh, cast a shadow on his reform efforts. All right. Thank you very much for your time. That was Dr. Wong Chin Huat, political scientist with Sunway University, uh, giving us a preview of what to expect in this new parliamentary term. And I, I like your point, Philip, whereby when we make these changes then the role of MPs, or at least the focus of them, should be mm. on discussing policy, national issues, right? That's right. I mean, yeah, okay, it's important that your constituency is well looked after, the drains are clean, the rubbish are collected, but MPs do much, much more than that. They have to essentially, you know, decide for the country, yeah, what are the right policies rather than serve only purely your local constituency. They have to find the right balance and it seems too skewed to the local activation. Now, I'm very keen to understand whether every MP is very keen to sit in into all these parliamentary select committees. It requires a lot of intellect and also, I think, a lot of challenge, right, to balance all these national issues. The other thing is, of course, we have MPs who just never turn up. Or don't turn up enough? Will they all turn up at Parliament? <laughs> and will the absentee rate come down? I certainly hope so. Let's name and shame them after this session. Uh, up next, of course, we've got the Breakfast Grill where Chong Jensen speaks to Kelvin Chong, Managing Director of Scheffler Malaysia. Keep it here, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.